morning and that's from uh, Mark's Gospel. If you have one, then uh, please do turn to it. Uh, Mark chapter 5, verses 38 to 43. When they came to the home of the synagogue ruler, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, Why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. After he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha, ko, which means, little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately the girl stood up and walked around. She was 12 years old. At this they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them to give them, give her, he told them to give her something to eat. Thank you. And we had a reading from further on in what I want to say today. Um, and I brought some things with me, so while you're looking at me, you don't get bored, you see. So I brought with me um, what is called a talit or a prayer shawl. And this is what I want to talk about this morning. Just a little bit to show you some what we call Hebraic roots or background to the life that Jesus was living when he was here. Remember, he was a Jew. Remember that. And he was living in a community that was a hustle bustle of all manner of different kinds of people. There were the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the priests and the Levites. And that was just the religious Jews. Then there were the ordinary people. They heard Jesus gladly, the scripture says. The common people heard Jesus gladly. And I'm glad for that because I'm just an ordinary person. And I hear him gladly. If you'll just, if you've got your Bibles with you, I'm just going to read from the book of Numbers, chapter 15. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, and bid them that they make fringes in the borders of their garments throughout their generations. That means it didn't stop. It carried on throughout their generations. Remember, this is Moses speaking. How long ago was that? How many hundreds of years? Not good at remembering them. Um, That they put upon a fringe, a border, a riband of blue. We used to get a biscuit called blue ribbons when we were kids, didn't we? A riband of blue. It always reminds me of that. Um, And it shall be for you a fringe that you may look upon it and remember all the commandments of the Lord to do them. That you don't look after your own heart or your own eyes but that you may remember to do all my commandments and be holy unto your God. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord your God. God always underlines who he is, doesn't he? I am the Lord your God. I am the Lord your God. I'm so glad because there's lots of people who worship all kinds of stuff and none of them are living gods. The only God that's a living God is our Lord Jesus, our God. He's the only living God. Remember that this week, if you don't remember anything else that I say. And so we read uh, before in Mark about the little girl who was dead and Jesus came and prayed for her. And I just want to tell you that Jesus wore one of these. And this is called a talit. I've not got much space here. Um, Do you want to come up, Michael, and I'll put it on you? You're quite tall, you see. Everybody can see. (laughs) 
now, now he's tall, you see, because of all this. And uh, this goes over your shoulders. This way, this. I can't reach. <laughs> this way, see. Okay. Does he look good? And the, these are the fringes that God was speaking about here. On the, on the corners, in the borders of your garments, these are the fringes, and they're called sitsa. Everybody say it. You can speak Hebrew. Okay. And on these fringes, there's four, one on each corner. And when the Jewish men pray, they hold the four of them. And this represents the four corners of the earth. They're praying God's name. These, these sitsa have got windings and knots. I brought a whiteboard. I was going to write some Hebrew on it, but I don't know if I will. It might be a bit too fussy. But it, in Hebrew, this spells Yud, Hey, Vav, Hey. And that's God's name in Hebrew. It actually says I am. But Jehovah or Elohim or Adonai can all be interpreted. It's called the Tetragrammaton. Big word, isn't it? And it can all be interpreted from these knots. So when they hold these knots and they're praying for people in the four corners of the earth, it reminds them that God is God. I am the Lord your God who is God. It reminds them, you see. Isn't that lovely? Right. Do you want to take it off? Do you want to get down? Yeah. Is that, yeah. It's all right. I can carry on without you. Thank you. On the, on the collar here, there's a, a prayer. And it's quite comical, really, because the Jewish people are really picky about every little thing. Sorry, you can't see over there, can you? About every little thing that they do. But this prayer is only sewn on this end of the thing, so they know which way up it goes. There's <laughs> always got really deep spiritual meanings, but this is just this. And another funny thing about this, they make these in Burnley. <laughs> and they send them unfinished out to Israel, and the rabbis tie the sitsa. And the knots all round the edge, which represent the 613 precepts and ordinances in the, in the law of God, in the Ten Commandments as we know it. The Ten Words, the Ten Commandments, is a praise of that. And why was God giving this to Moses at this time? I'm going to tell you this prayer in a minute. He was giving him this because there'd been a bit of a blip in the congregation of Israel for the Sabbath day. And so God gave this to Moses and there in the camp was a group of people called the sons of Korah and they got really mad at this and they said to Moses, you're making this up. What more is God going to give us? He's given us the Ten Commandments, he's given us the Torah. What more is he going to give us? I think you're making this up. And so God was really cross and he said, Moses said to the Lord, how he did, he used to go to God. God, you are God. God is God. Our God is God. Lord, tell me what to do with this people. He had six million of them. A lot of people. Tell me what to do with these people. And he fell on his face. And there stood the sons of Korah. And they used to have these incense things. You might have seen them in the Roman Catholic Church, like a metal bag with ashes in and they burn the incense and make smell and it made a big smoke and there were 250 of them that withstood Moses imagine that all this smoke what a sight it must have looked glorious and wonderful and that's how easily our heads can be turned from the Lord our God who is God 
Don't be turned by big numbers. Don't be turned by fancy things. Keep your eyes on the book. Keep your eyes. And this was why God gave this, that they may look upon it and that they may remember the Lord their God, who is God. That's why God gave them this, because they didn't have books. They only were told. They didn't all read. And so they wore the word of God. This represents the word of God. They wore it. And if you ever see a Jewish man praying with this on and he covers his face like this. And it's known as going into his tent. When I bought this, it had on the packet Mishkan Tekelet, which is in Hebrew, the blue tent. Jesus said, go into your closet when you pray. And that's what I do sometimes when I'm praying. I don't do it all the time. But sometimes when I'm praying, I put this on and I go into my closet, close myself in. And there's something special because you're looking at blue. And blue always represents heaven. Put in it a border of blue that you may look upon it. The word for look in Hebrew is ra'ah, to gaze. It's a deeper sense of looking than just looking and saying, oh yeah, that's blue. It's a deeper sense of looking. Look upon them that you may see and remember heaven. That you may remember that your God is God. That you may remember all my covenants, all my ordinances, all my precepts which I have given to you. Isn't that lovely? Isn't it lovely that God gave them that? So in a way they were wearing the Bible. They were wearing the word of God. It became a garment. You know Paul said something like this. Put on Christ as a garment. Put it on. Put him on as a garment. This is what he was referring to. And a lot of the things in the New Testament, unfortunately, have been distorted to us because we don't read them. There were mostly Jewish people who wrote the New Testament. Although, if you say that to a Jew today, they don't want to know. (laughs) It's a different book to them. They only, I went into a Jewish bookshop once and I asked them if they had any Old Testaments. And he said, we only sell new books here. <laughs> In other words, that was all they have, the Old Covenant. And all the writing in the New Testament was written by Jewish people with that influence to bring it through the grace of God to us. That wonderful grace that has saved us. That wonderful grace that has brought us in to know that God This God is God. And so on the collar here, can anybody read Hebrew? No, I'll have to read it then for you, won't I? It says, Baruch Atah Adonai, can you see over there? Baruch Atah Adonai, Eloheinu Malek Ha'olam. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe. Asher Kidshanu. Who is, um, blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who has blessed us and given us sitsa and told us to wrap in them. To wrap in them, to wrap ourselves up in God. How many of us do that in our daily life? We're wrapped up in everything else. Our businesses, our jobs, our children. And those are all important things. 
but never forget the God we worship is God. The little boys, they wear these small ones called a talit katan, a little one in other words, and they have the name of God as well fastened to them. And if you see little Jewish boys walking around, you'll often see these little bits of string sticking out of the shirts. And when I first saw that, I thought, oh, poor kids, they can't afford a belt to tie it up with string. But no, this is what it is. And they wear these from being very small. Lots of things in Judaism, which is so interesting, and bring light for us on the new covenant and on the things that we see. And when they wear these, they take it that they're looking at God in heaven. I just want to read a couple of verses from the Psalms. I've not got a lot of time, have I? I used to, I'm used to speaking for an hour, so you'll have to wave your hand at me if I'm going on too long. In Psalm 91 it says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Lord Almighty. Under the shadow, under his covering, Uh, He shall cover you with his feathers. His truth shall be your shield and butler. He shall cover you with the feathers of his wings. And interesting, the corners on this, where these strands are, are known as nath. Sounds awful, doesn't it? But a plural of that is nathot. Doesn't sound nice, does it? But here, the word for wing is the same word as corner. So the Jewish men believe, Jewish people believe, that the corner of the garment represents the wings of the Almighty. As it were, that he stretches out the heavens, the blue of the heavens. And he stretches out the heavens like a curtain. And he wraps himself in that. And this is what he's given them, a picture of the heavenlies, to wrap themselves in the heavenlies. And to know that God is God. And then if we go to, um, I'm going to go to the New Testament now. I'm watching the time. don't know how long I've been talking. About 20 minutes, is it? Um, let's go to the New Testament now and look at um, what, we, what was read this morning from Mark chapter 5. There's two stories here where this comes into play. Jesus wore one of these. Yes, he did. He's Jewish. You know, I wear a Star of David round my neck. And I went to um, I went to a meal at somebody's house, and there was oops, sorry, there was somebody there, and um, they said to me, "Why are you wearing a star of David? Are you Jewish?" I said, "No, I'm a Christian." They said to me, "Well, why are you wearing a star of David?" I said, "Well, why not?" He said, "Well, Jesus, Jesus isn't Jewish." I said, "Yes, he is." So he said to me, "No, no, no." He said he changed. I said, oh, when did he change? He said, at the Last Supper. (laughs) Jesus metamorphosed into something else at the Last Supper. No, he was Jewish. And he followed the law to the letter. He's the only one who ever really kept that law. Because he was God in the flesh. And he came to keep the law where we couldn't keep it. To redeem us back to the God who is God. And he wore one of these. In those days, they wore it like a full-length garment this way, this way. Oops. Over their heads, they wore it like that. See? You know, like a tabard that your mums wore 
and the whole pennies, well, you might still wear them, I don't know. Um, like a tabard, like this. They wore them like this. So the fringes were hanging down at the bottom. And uh, Jesus was walking in the crowds in this uh, Mark 5. And there was a woman, it says, um, it was on his way, actually, to raise Jairus' daughter from the dead. But as he was going, this woman, it says, verse 25, a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years. That's a long time, isn't it? A long time. And suffered many things by many physicians and spent all she had. Was nothing better but rather grew worse. When she heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if... I may touch his garment, I shall be made whole. What was it she wanted to touch? She wanted to touch this. Because Jewish men, when they go in the synagogue, they touch the scroll of the law. As it is taken round, they touch it with the corner of this and then they put it to their mouth. God's word in my mouth. And she knew that Jesus had been in the synagogue. She knew that Jesus had touched the law. She knew that she wanted to get some word of God for herself. And she said in herself, if I touch the corner of his garment, if I touch the wing of that garment, if I touch the wing of God, then I know I will be healed. It's an interesting thought that amongst the Jewish people, they believe that this can never become unclean. You know, in the Old Testament, you read about all the unclean stuff and all the clean stuff, and it goes on and on and on. But they believe that this can never become unclean. Whatever it touches has to become clean. How interesting is that? And this woman knew this. And this woman came in the crowd and she said, if I may touch his clothes, I shall be whole. She had faith. She knew the word of God. If I get hold of a word of God for me, I shall be whole. You know, that applies to us today. If any of you have got sickness in your body, find a word in God's word. Because God's word never returns to him empty. It always comes back to him full. He sends his word in the scripture. And when we say it, it goes back to him and it goes back and brings the fullness of what he's promised. So if we can take a word from the word, just like she was coming to get hold of the word, then we can experience healing in our bodies. God is a healer. Jesus came and healed the sick, those who were in covenant with with him. She said, if I touch his clothes, I shall be well. And straight away, the fountain of her blood was dried up and she knew she was healed of her plague. Jesus, immediately knowing virtue had gone out of him, turned about in the press and said, who who touched my clothes? Who touched me? He felt the virtue go because he knew someone had touched his prayer shawl. And the disciples said, look at everybody standing around and you're saying, who touched me? This was a different kind of touching. Friends, if you need something from God, then you have to touch him with a different kind of touching. Not just giving a mental assent saying, oh, well, I hope so. This woman knew. She knew. 
This would cost her so much because she was so unclean under the Jewish law. And yet she pressed through the crowd to get her miracle. Sometimes we have to do that. We have to press in to get what we need, to get the healing we we need. And when he turned round, she fell before him. She was behind him before, and now she changed her position. She fell before him. Here she comes, falling down before our lovely Jesus. And he said, your faith has made you whole. Go and be healed of your plague. What? How wonderful. How wonderful. And Jesus has given us his word. This is Jesus, this book. If we thought every time we opened this book, Jesus would come out of it like a pop-up character, I think we'd read it a bit more. And I think we'd take a little bit more time. When my children were small, they used to have these pop-up books, you know, and you open the page and the characters all popped up. And they used to love looking at them. And it made me think, if our Bibles were like that, maybe we'd read them more often. The word of God is living, powerful and quicker than a two-edged sword. And it does things within us. It changes our hearts. It changes us. When you've fallen out with somebody, when you're in a bad frame of mind, the word of God turns us around. The word of God brings us to repentance. The word of God brings healing to our souls and our relationships with people. If you're at odds with somebody today, the word of God can bring healing. The word of God can bring life. And this this was to remind the people about this. And then we had our reading where the little girl was dead. And everybody was outside weeping. They used to pay mourners in those days. Well, they're still doing Judaism. Pay people to come and cry for people who've died. A bit morbid, but that's true. That's what they do. Jesus said, what's all this noise about? What's all what you're saying and doing? And he put them outside. And he went in just with the parents. And he said, it took her by the hand and he said to her, Talitha kumi. Talitha, the word in Hebrew, is little lamb. Little lamb. Kumi, get up. Little lamb, come to life. And I believe he took his pressure. It tells us here she was 12 years old. And the children in Judaism under 12 are not yet bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah. So they cannot come under the prayer shawl. So what they do in the, in the synagogues is they bring all the little children up to the front and they cover them with a big one of these to bring them under the blessing of God. And I believe Jesus put his garment on her, Talitha, Kumi, get up, little, little lamb, little lamb, get up. And he took her by the hand and life came. I say to you, arise. And straightway the damsel arose and walked for she was the age of 12 years. Why was that put there? That was put there to tell us the way Jesus would have been. He would have stretched his prayer shawl over her. Little lamb, little lamb, get up. For those up there, those little lambs. Bless them, Lord, today. Little lambs, get up. Little lambs, bless the Lord your God. And I want to say the worship team, absolutely wonderful. Every Wednesday they're here. I came on Wednesday just to see what they were doing. Wow. Bless them, pray for them, and remember them in your prayers. But also remember this. Jesus has come 
Jesus has brought us to a place of prayer, a place of knowing him. He's given us his word. He's given us his promises here. He's given us this in here. So we can always take it and remember the God we serve is God. Amen. Now we're going to sing now. Yeah, underneath the shadow of his wings. I'll sort of that